So when I was thinking about what I wanted to say as a charge to this graduating class, I remembered a story that I had heard about the cracked pot. And so let me retell this story to you. A water barrier in India had two large pots hung on each end of the pole, which he carried across his neck. One of the pots had a crack in it, while the other pot, perfect, and always delivered a full portion of water at the end of a very long walk from the stream to the master's house. The crack pot arrived only half full. For a full two years, this went on daily. With the bearer delivering only one and a half pots full of water in his master's house. Of course, the perfect pot was proud of its accomplishments. Perfect to the end for which it made. But the poor cracked pot was ashamed of its own imperfections. And miserable that it was, it was able to only accomplish half of what had been made to do. So after two years of what it perceived to be a bit of a failure, it spoke to the water barrier. I am ashamed of myself, and I want to apologize to you. Why, asked the barrier, why are you ashamed? I have been able for the past two years to deliver only half my load because the crack in my side caused water just to leak out all the way back to your master. Because of my flaw, you have to do all this work and you don't get full value from all of your efforts, the pot said. The water barrier felt so sorry and said, as we return to the master's house, I want you to notice the beautiful flowers on the path. Indeed, as they, were, as they went up the hill, the crack pot started to take notice of the sun warming the beautiful flowers on the side of the path. And this cheered him up some, but he still was feeling a little bit down. But at the end of the trail, it still felt bad because guess what? It once again had like over half of its load out onto the ground. And so again, it apologized to the bearer for its failure. The bearer said to the pot, did you notice there were flowers on your side of the path, but on the other pot's side, there are none? I've always known about your flaw. I planted flower seeds on your side of the path every day while we walked back and forth from the stream, you watered them. For the past two years, I have been able to pick all of these beautiful flowers to decorate my master's table. Without you being just the way you are, my master would not have had this beauty to grace his house. So each of us have our own unique flaws. We are cracked pots, but if we allow it, the Lord will use your flaws, my flaws, all of our flaws to grace his Father's table. As we seek to minister together and as God calls you to the table, as God calls you to the task that he has appointed for you, 
Don't be afraid of those flaws that you have. Go on boldly, knowing that in our weaknesses, we will find his strength. You too can bring beauty to the Father's pathway. Let me ask you a couple of questions. <clears throat> what happens when you don't measure up to what other people want or the dreams that you have? What about what happens when you make a mistake or you experience a major setback to the plans you might have right now? What happens when you procrastinate and fail one of your college classes? Or maybe you make a bad relationship decision. What happens when you make a bad decision with your money? Or maybe something that you personally have said to somebody? What happens when your dreams don't turn out exactly the way you planned them? You heard that from Peyton. How will you get through this? How will you navigate that broken road? Will your faith in Jesus still be intact to get you through it all? The truth that I have experienced and that we know from the Bible is that we will all face trials and challenges. Jesus even told his disciples that in this world, you will have troubles. So would you think about it this way? Okay, do y'all have cars? Yep. So any car you could ever drive or own is going to need what? Hmm? Work, maintenance, very good. So then it's gonna need some repairs maybe from time to time, but that doesn't mean that the car's bad, right? Mm -mm. It is just a reality of when you own a car, the car will break down. It's not a question of if it's gonna break down. It's not a question of what, when, where. That's why you buy what? Car insurance or get the warranties for that car, correct? Okay, so these things can help you prepare for what you already know is gonna happen, what's coming down the road. And even if you were to buy a brand new car, the reality is that it's gonna need the maintenance and the repairs somewhere along the way because breakdowns happen no matter how good of a car you have. So in the same way, even if your faith is strong right now, you are going to encounter challenges. I don't mean this to be depressing. I actually think that a gut check here sets us up for a greater faith because it can cause us to be more prepared for the challenges that we will face in life. You see, I believe that greatness isn't measured by the absence of failure, but the character formed through it. That's why in James 1, 2 through 3, it says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and my sisters, whenever you face those trials, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Will you let the struggles, your struggles, define you? Or will you lean into Jesus and soar? Isaiah 40, 28 through 31 in the New International Version states, Do you not know? Have you not heard? 
The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary. In his understanding, no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. So don't let your future struggles define who you are. Instead, remember to lean into Jesus and soar. As I close, I want to leave you with some really important words that I personally have learned along my journey. And this is good for not only the graduates, but also for the congregation. So if you'd like to take these notes, it's very valuable. At least it was for me. The five most important words is, you did a good job. The four most important words are, what is your opinion? The three most important words, let's work together. The two most important words are thank you. And the single most important word is we. Remember to work together at school, work, recreation, and whatever you do. In 1 Corinthians 7.23, it states, You were bought at a price. Do not become slaves of human beings. Brothers and sisters, each person, each person is, is responsible to God. We should remain in situations where in every situation we call on God. When others ask you to serve, and trust me, they will. I'm going to pick on Julie. They just recently joined, and we, they got asked if they could do stuff. I want you guys to remember, even if you're in college, you go to your future job, wherever, remember to be ready. Because remember, we as a group are better than individual. Stay daily in the Word of God. The Bible is our instruction book. I want to also remind you, let the Lord direct your hearts and minds to Christ's perseverance. If it is left to us, to you, to me, we will only become weary, we're going to lose our heart, and we're going to get discouraged. Rather than trying to muster up an ability to endure, let me urge you to actively call to mind all that Christ endured for you. He accepted hostility, brutality, humility, and the death on the cross for your sins. He rose from the grave so that we can live with him forever in heaven if we only believe. Amen. Now let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs 
with thankfulness in your heart to God, and whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him.